Welcome back to our weekly podcast. I'm your host, Margaret Pendo, and today I have the honor of introducing you to Sebastian Del Rio. Seb graduated this May with a degree in international management. He is originally from Puerto Rico, but lives in Florida. And during his time at Franklin, Seb was heavily involved in community building on campus, as well as athletics. I'm really excited to introduce you to such a wonderful Franklinite, and I cannot wait to get into this podcast. Welcome, Seb. So happy to have you. Hi, Margaret. Thanks for having me. Works. Well, let's just get right into it then. Um, for, primarily, I really want to talk about your you being a student athlete because a large part of your Franklin career was actually kind of built around being a student athlete. And I would love to know what it was like playing competitive soccer for FC Rapid Lugano while also being a student and trying to get good grades and also still trying to socialize. Like, how was that for you? You know, what, what was it like? Well, I actually transferred to Franklin from the U.S. Uh, my first university was Coastal Carolina. They're part of the NCAA Division One. And yeah, growing up, I played soccer and I really enjoyed it. And I just, I always wanted to progress as high as I could. And for me, after high school, that was the next step. But that first year, I, you know, obviously there's going to be downs and throughout your life. And I don't know, I didn't think I had quite a few downs and I wasn't, by the end of my first year, I was pretty much done and not motivated to play anymore. I was in my head, I had it set that, after my four years of college, I'm done playing. Like, that's it. Just because, like, I don't know. I lost, like, that passion to play just being there. I don't know what it – I don't know if it was, like, a combination of different things or if it was one thing. But for sure, there was a few things that I didn't like about the environment. Um, but then I had my old coach from Florida actually tell me about an opportunity in Switzerland as well as studying because that's – mainly the reason why my parents or the main reason why my parents would have supported me if I continue studying as well and as soon as kind of like I remember getting the news on like a Friday night because I had a spring game Saturday morning I talked to my coach he told me about it I was super excited I called my parents after the game told them obviously about the game but then about the opportunity and they just kind of told me to figure out the schooling stuff and once I kind of got all those details, I was on board, ready to head to Franklin. Um, yeah, it was, I think the time span was like maybe two weeks from getting that phone call to deciding I'm going. That's crazy. And yeah, it was kind of like, you know, drop everything in the moment and just go with it. Because I, I actually didn't know, I didn't even know there was an American school in Switzerland, or I mean, yeah, I knew Tassis, but like I didn't I didn't know anything about Franklin. I didn't know anything about Switzerland. I just said there's an opportunity to play and I can study, so that'll make my parents happy, so I'm taking it. <laughs> and how did your coach know about the opportunity to play? He, I, uh, growing up, it was always kind of not sketchy, but you know, you would I would like all of us on the team would have questions cuz he would always go traveling somewhere and like you know, like <laughs> oh, I'll be back this day. So he has his connections for sure. And I'm glad I kept a pretty good relationship even after leaving the team after high school because because of that relationship he you know, when that when he made that connection with someone else in Switzerland, you know, he had people in mind and one of them was me. So I'm grateful for that. 
Um, but yeah, you just kind of somehow made a connection with someone in Switzerland. And That's amazing. That's yeah. at, at its finest, you know? And yeah. <laughs> when you kind of were working with professors, like where, would you say that professors are accommodating to allowing you to pursue passions on the side or how was that? I mean, and because coming in, I actually thought it was going to be like in the U.S. where, you know, because the NCAAs make sure student athletes are students first before athletes. So they focus a little bit more on school because I remember at Coastal, the, like an example of my schedule, my fall semester was weights at seven in the morning, finish, go straight to class. I didn't have time to like go home or take a shower or anything. I had to bring my books and everything. Go to lunch possibly like something light before practice right after lunch have like maybe 30 minutes go to practice right after practice i had to run straight home to shower because you know after gym and practice i didn't want to go in smelling yeah pretty bad to class so even though i'd show up a few minutes late uh the professor was fine with me being late because obviously i was a student athlete um and then i had another class right after that and i would finish by like six o'clock go grab dinner and then with all that I had to go to I had to do study hall and for freshmen it was eight hours mandatory for the semester until obviously grades come in and so I had to fit eight hours of study hall throughout the week because if not our academic advisors would inform our coaches and our coaches would make us run so you know kind of had to really sacrifice time to go and do all that and my study hall would be from like 7 to 9 p.m and by the end of the day i was like dead i nothing i could really do but um at franklin it was completely different just because i didn't have those i wasn't expected or not 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 that i was expected it wasn't mandatory for me to have study hall hours i had my own time i didn't have set like besides practice, which was at night, I didn't have any set like gym time to that I had to go work out. Um, so I kind of, you know, it took me, I think maybe like a year, two years to adjust, but I was able to figure out and it was a lot more relaxing, even though it was kind of the same thing. It was more relaxing just because it was on my time. Like I fit everything into where I wanted it to be. So I had, I tried to make my classes as early, not as early as possible, but in the morning to get it out the way and then go to the gym before practice and then, you know, study or do whatever, relax before practice at night. And I, for sure, in comparison, in Franklin, I was way more relaxed in terms of like running around, keeping up with athletics as well at my, uh, my classes. That's nice. That's nice that you were able to kind of build your own schedule and work it that way instead of kind of trying to adapt to this crazy balance. Um, something else that is really interesting that you did during your time at Franklin um, was creating, helping to create the Franklin basketball team. And I was wondering if you could elaborate on what it was like creating the basketball team, how it's been going, and also potentially maybe expand on some of the cool merch that we should expect or we have seen in the past. <laughs> Yeah, um well I did have some uh participation in that but not too much just cuz when it was created that was my junior year and that was more for like students coming in so like yes I was 
part of the core group that, that made it, but the focus was more on future development for years to come. So yeah, it was, I honestly forgot how it started, but there's a few students, uh, Jonathan Betrowski, uh, Faisal Decock, Benny, and a few other like guys that like they were, we would go to the gym and just play pickup in there. And then the idea came up because also since there were so many guys playing the head of the, the gym, the TAC, uh, and yellow, he, when he came in, he started creating a lot more activities and opportunities and he, ho we hosted futsal tournaments as well as basketball, volleyball tournaments. So that just kind of created or helped fuel the idea of, oh, let's make a basketball team with the people we have. Um, and yeah, we hosted a tournament that fall semester of 20, I believe it was 2019. And then going into spring 2020, kind of right around before COVID, we were participating in, in a tournament with Lugano Tigers, which is a first division team in basketball. Um, Viganello, which is also first division team and Uzi, which is the other university in Lugano. And, you know, it, there is kind of like a 50, 50 of like very, not very surprised, but surprising, surprising that we actually went undefeated in that tournament. But at the same time, like heading into that tournament with the practices and then I don't know. For me, at least, I like when we got there to the Viganello gym. I just had this like feeling of you know we were determined to show everyone, especially because the tournament we hosted, we kind of we didn't play too well because new people like we didn't really know each other too well, and it was kind of we didn't there wasn't that like cohesive like you know that chemistry. And going into that second tournament, I felt like we had that, and not even basketball wise, just being like more having more of a relationship with each other in terms of like hanging out, having a good time and just building that bond. And yeah, we ended up winning that and playing pretty well to the surprise of, I'm pretty sure all the teams there, because I don't know if I was in their position, not going to lie, I would have been embarrassed because we came together. We, first of all, we had no coach. We coached ourselves. Really? Second, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, and like, and yellow was there, but like, he was more of a, like a head figure to be like, represent us. Um, and then, yeah, like we just, we don't have, we didn't have an official team. So it was like, you know, we I just kind of went in there like an amateur, but like we played very well, I believe, like in every aspect. And That's exciting. And on a smaller note i just have a small curiosity about how did you guys get the uniforms like where did the design come from how did that happen so we had uniforms from in that tournament that uh at viganello because i think Agnello had gotten them because he knows or works with uh an italian oh, okay uh, sports company but the new ones that we got for this year which Unfortunately, we didn't get to use them or participate in any tournaments because of COVID. Um, those actually came from Jordan because um, Faisal, he he has connections over there and he, I think, like organized it. He 
got designed they designed the uniforms people on the team got hoodies warm-up shirts um we had two uniforms home and away and i think that was it but he freaking when i talked to him with everything um he definitely had plans of you know expanding and like you know including warm-ups hoodie or like you know warm-up jackets pants and all that um and i know that a lot of people were really liking the hoodies yeah <laughs> so i believe coming this coming up semester they were planning on getting more hoodies to sell to students but they had to talk with they have to talk with uh, marketing and even though in my opinion it looks super nice it looks really nice i will admit yeah and i mean like you know with us being students like i feel like we have better sense of what students like and obviously the reaction of students when they saw us walking around with hood the hoodies was tremendous so yeah it was really cool seeing kind of more an athletic community built on campus because i feel like there's always you know people that are athletes people that are playing sports downtown and things like this but to have a school team i i don't know that's just really exciting i'm excited for the future and hopefully it will i mean I, it looks like it will keep going but you actually mentioned you know not being able to play because of covid and i was wondering if you could elaborate on your experience with covid from an athletic perspective not only like with soccer, but also with the basketball team, you know, how did things change or was it just completely no one played or was it kind of you, you played when you could or what, what did you do to kind of battle that? So yeah, beginning of 2020, that's when COVID started rolling around. Um, I had actually just like, I want to say officially cleared, but I got cleared to play again because yeah, I had toured uh, my ACL meniscus at the beginning of 2019, um, which I would call uh, a freak accident. But, you know, I, at that point, I had been about a year, about to be a year um, since I tore it. And by then, like, at that point, I was feeling confident in myself, like, um, that I was ready to come back and play. I wasn't scared to you know get re-injured again obviously you know that still wanders in my head or actually it wandered it, I don't think it really bothers me too much now um but I felt like I was ready and I was actually starting kind of like a winter preseason with a team and I had just played the first game and then that's when like COVID came into Switzerland and then everything just kind of stopped and yeah, we ended up, we couldn't, like, all sports were canceled. Everything was done. Like, obviously, you can't even walk outside um, without, like, you know, being wary of other people and everything. Uh, but it was, for sure, it was difficult in the sense, because, like, for me, I've grown up majority of my life just being school and then soccer. And that was, I would say that's, like, 80% to 20%. And then social was obviously somewhere in between, but it was mostly included with soccer, like hanging out with teammates and everything. Um, so it was rather hard, but I will say that it, I already had kind of experience not being able to play because I tore my ACL. So like at that point, I had already figured out like myself outside of 
just physical activity in general. Um, so I was kind of able to adapt to it pretty well in the sense of like, can't play, can't really play. I don't have, I don't have the choice that I, if I can't play or not, which I feel like for a lot of people, that's especially for me, um, the hardest thing, because if, if you have the choice to do it, then that's good because you know even though you might not want to you still you know if you somehow decide yeah i want to go play now you can go play but when you get that taken away it just makes it harder because even if you wanted to you can't yeah and for a while you know everyone was like on alert didn't want to cause any problems with the authorities or anything but one like with the group of students that we ended up staying at franklin when everyone had left when COVID hit um we I, we started getting creative and coming up with ways to do physical activity while also trying as best as possible to abide by the rules set by uh, Switzerland in terms of COVID. And we I feel like we did the best just because in most sports, you can't really avoid close contact in the sense of like, at one point or another, you're going to get close to a person, not for maybe not for too long, but at one point or another. But we ended up, you know, coming up with like foot tennis and the newbie area, which was honestly great because that at that time, the, like the weather was perfect to be outside and really enjoyed that. And then sometime towards the April, May, things started opening up. We were allowed to play and we just kind of like, you know, we obviously trying to abide by everything yeah the they went in and all that. sometimes you could and then sometimes you couldn't but i feel like you yeah. kept your morale i definitely yes. say that you along with many other people that stayed on campus made the most of being here during quarantine so far away from your family and i mean even when i was home and with a, less restrictions i almost was jealous you know i was like dang i want to be back yeah. fun um, but this actually kind of brings me to another question that I had because you are super close to your family. Like literally anyone who knows you knows that about you. And I was just wondering what advice you have for people maybe worried about being far away or have, struggling to stay connected with their family or friends. You know, what helped you stay connected and not really feel the distance as much? Well, I mean, like, you know, obviously with nowadays technology, you know, you can have your family and not physically there, but, you know, right there next to you in terms of FaceTime and, you know, messaging and everything. Um, but the thing I've learned for sure, because it goes back to that, you know, having the option to go back, obviously, you know, to a certain extent, yes, I had the option, but for me, the choice of staying was for my family because my grandparents live here with my parents and, Obviously, they were the most at risk in terms of that. And I, for me in my head, what I was thinking was, if I come back, it's a big what if, but, you know, even if it's 90 to 10% or 95 to 5%, even if that, even 1%, if that 1% chance kicks in and I give them COVID and they ended up passing away, like I personally, obviously I didn't have to go through that but i don't know how i would have dealt with that emotionally and mentally so i didn't want to take that risk of 
you know, coming home and possibly even the slightest chance of having that happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, I was going to continue with saying like, you know, I, I think the biggest thing I learned was kind of just keeping, I want to say constant communication. Cause for me, I feel like, you know, yeah, it's your family and, you know, you want to stay connected with them. But for me, every day calling, 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 it's like, you know, they ask what's new. Well, nothing really. Cause you know, <laughs> believe it or not in life, things don't always happen every day. So I like to, you know, keep in consistent contact, but in terms of like maybe three, four times a week, something like that to have something to talk about when I call or they call and that's, and then also kind of just having, you know, emotional support and whether that's with friends, family, just kind of like, you know, something's weighing you down, go talk with someone. Cause it honestly, it really does help to just even if nothing gets resolved or if you're not even looking for a solution, it helps to just let it out. Yeah, I agree. Sometimes it can make you see a different side of what is going on. And so, like I mentioned in the beginning, you just graduated. You're back home now, which is really exciting. And I was kind of wondering, what are you kind of fantasizing about pursuing post-graduation? And what can people, you know, maybe expect to see from you in the future, whether that be sports or, you know, traveling? What is kind of on your vision? Well, as of right now, my current uh, status is I've been doing uh, Instacart, which is like a grocery food delivery type of thing, just to have kind of money to you know, spend here and there. Um, while I currently apply for jobs and internships. Um, and also I've been playing with... I started playing with my old club team, which the coach is the one that gave me or told me about the opportunity to go to Switzerland. So there I've been staying in shape, but my future plans, I like when I tell people, I feel like in their head, they're like, when they talk to me about it, most people, they're like, Oh, that's super cool. This and that, but I feel like in their head, like, I don't know, some reason in their tone of voice, I just realized they're like, this guy just graduated college he's not playing like what like is he kind of delusional or is he dreaming too much about something and obviously you know i'm maybe i'm just creating something in my head but i don't know from the from some people's tone of voices i can like just kind of hear that uh but my plan from the beginning has always been playing professionally that's why i went to switzerland because i also the biggest reason i left coastal was I didn't, after that first year, I didn't see that opportunity for me there. And when I heard Europe, somewhere in Europe, which is like, you know, soccer is the beacon for everyone here or over there. Um, then, you know, I took it right away and yeah, just kind of going through my life right now, post-grad, but, you know, still working towards that, towards that goal and, you know, trying to see what's available what opportunities because for me i have the drive i have the motivation like i just need the opportunity to be able to 
showcase myself and then hopefully with you know with everything i'll be offered the opportunity to sign a contract to play professionally yeah that's super exciting and i know that during your last year at franklin and maybe even before you were actually kind of traveling and going to see if certain places work for you or if this was the right place and i feel like that's a really exciting adventure anyways and then the end goal is totally worth it you know so yeah yeah i'm willing to make those sacrifices whether or not like it comes out or not which and my mindset i know it's going to come out just because of like the amount of sacrifice and work i put in like and i just i don't know i envision myself getting there so that's for sure a driver but um yeah i just I don't know. I I'm willing to do it even if at that cuz yeah, like you said, I'd rather I'd rather know that I tried rather than what if. So, okay. No, I I completely agree and I'm super excited for you and I will definitely be coming to if not one many of your games when you get there. <laughs> um, but this has right, I'll, I'll keep you updated on that. Yeah, let me know. Let me know. Time and a place and I'll be there. <laughs> um, but right. it has been wonderful. I want to thank you so much for being a part of the podcast and sharing part of your story with us today. And yeah, I'm really excited for all that's to come and I wish you the best. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's okay. been really nice, especially because like I said before we started, I've been really getting into podcasts, so it's pretty cool to be a part of one. Yeah, you're going to be famous now. So uh, people, if they want your audience, <laughs> they can out to you for Facebook or LinkedIn or something. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll see you.